Harry, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. GIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Glad to be there, too, and glad to be working once again with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you today, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Stay. Stay. Don't move. Don't move. Good. That's, that's, good, he good. doesn't have a dog in the studio. That's Benny's <laughs> stay in place policy. Uh, uh, I could never have too much fun doing that one. <laughs> very good. Very good. Hope you guys are doing and all I, right down there. Yes, we're good. doing all right. Okay. And of course, we lead the nation in COVID 19 cases. We, we don't need the golf clap. Of I wasn't yeah. going to, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. <laughs> we, are, we are so sheltered in place. And uh, it's uh, it, these are very strange times that we are living yeah. in. And I heard this morning on the news that Washington's got a big of an uptick going on. Yeah, well, you know. It's kind of going around, not just us. It's we're still masked yeah. up pretty tightly here. So good, yeah, good, good. How about you All guys? Right. Are you, got, you getting your uh, patterns of masks out? Are you well, there's something to be said about that, but you know, and we'll get right into that. But I want to bring our wonderful guest on because okay. we'd like to include her in this conversation. Sure. Suzanne, why don't you give her her mad props, and then we will expand the scope. Ooh. Mary Beckman is somebody that we met at Lou Freeze Showcase, and we just instantly liked her. So even though she has been on our show only five times today, she has guest hosted for us. She's had a summer replacement series on Fridays with Benny, and we are just thrilled to have her on today. Her background is that she is a multifaceted intuitive. She's psychic. She's a master galactic healer. She's a mental and trance medium, a medical intuitive author, radio podcast host, and a metaphysical teacher. Now, if that isn't multifaceted, I don't know what is. You said nothing in there about Tupperware. Yeah, I was going to say, or being but a wait, notary. there's more. <laughs> <laughs> and a notary public. Right. You know. But wait, there's more. We are so thrilled to have her back again for a metaphysical Q&A. Welcome to Manson Mitchell, Mary Beckman. Do you realize, Mary, that you have been on more times on our show without us than you have been with us? Oh, no, that's awful. <laughs> well, I know, because we have you guest host, and you had a summer replacement series, and I started laughing when I said to Gary, how many times has she been on? Like 20 times? And I looked, <laughs> today is only the fifth time that you've been on with me and Gary, because we keep giving you our show when we go away. Well, I, re I really appreciate that. I love to do it. And you guys forgot Metalhead and Rockhound. <laughs> you are so many things. I'm curious to know, Mary, just because it was popular back in the day, it was really a, an offbeat show and syndicated, if I recall correctly. When you were in middle school, early days of high school, way back when, did you have people calling out, Mary Beckman, Mary Beckman? Like no, Mary that wasn't. 
No, uh, it wasn't my name. That wasn't my name. Oh, that's I, right. That's yeah, a married I, name. Yeah, that's my married name. I married my first grade friend, Tom Beckman. Your and first so, grade friend? Yeah. Oh, that, he, that's terrific. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he and I met in first grade, and then we became friends when we were 15, I think, and then completely disappeared out of each other's lives for all the years, and then found each other through Facebook, living on the same street about five blocks apart. Aww. What a story. Right? That was divine, yeah. And I think we've been together many, many times in lots of different combinations. Um, And he is a great support to me and definitely my pillar of, I don't know, I don't know why, I wouldn't be where I am without him, that's for sure. So he's awesome. That is great. And the two of you now share for, I think, over a year now, your Pierce County Redoubt, where the two of you have your own castle and keep there in Tacoma. And at some point, (laughs) Suzanne and I are definitely going to visit you two because it would be fun to get down there and just play with you two. Oh, please do. Yeah, we have a, a, a spare bedroom that I've actually, I podcasted in there for a few months. And uh, now I move my podcast station someplace else. And so it's all nice and clean and there's no entities in there. So please do come. <laughs> entity we, we, free. Yeah, we appreciate it being entity free. When you, um, when you met your husband in first grade and became friends, I'd like to know at what point in your life you discovered or had revealed all of these um, extraordinary aspects of your being uh, a medical intuitive and a psychic and a medium when did that all unfold in relationship to your husband well what's interesting is I am the most clueless uh thoughtless medium that you will ever meet. I am always talking about how I've been confused when I popped out of the womb. I didn't know why that was. And so many, many psychic mediums have told me that I'm coming from so many realms, that I'm older than dirt. You know, I used to be a rock, basically. I'm so old that I lived in so many different realms that it's confusing to be on Earth. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And especially now when it feels very different to be on Earth, especially in the last year, I would say. So now I can rock that stuff and not worry about it and understand why I feel the way I do. Um, I just knew things when I was little. Uh, I had great empathy for people, and it really took me down. I really stored people's emotions in my body until I figured out how not to do that. And I knew there was something special about Tom, when I re-met him at like the 25th high school reunion or something, I thought, what a nice man. And But at that time, you know, I had my person, and he was just about to meet his wife, and so we didn't get together. But once I met him, I thought, okay, there's something. And then all of my friends I had, I don't remember how many, I think it was like seven or nine, it was a big number of people who weighed in and said, that's actually your life partner. Uh, flame, whatever you want to call, and you guys could co- go the whole distance on that. You're actually back together for love this time. You're not learning anything. You're the true mirror of one another. So that's kind of what happened. But I've always been this little weirdo. And when I talk to people that I haven't seen from a long time, for like when I was a kid, they said, yeah, you've always been a little off. <laughs> 
So I had to learn these skills, though. I had to learn how to use energy and how to uh, be a medium. And that's just practice. I think if anybody who is listening that thinks that they have the skill, which I believe everybody in the whole world has the ability to be empathic and the ability to have psychic things happen, metaphysical things happen to them. Uh, if you want to learn it, it's a, it's a matter of practice is what it is. I found that to be the case, Mary, because take psychometry, for example. That is a practice that I particularly enjoy. I will hold somebody's object, people that I don't even know, and I will tell them things based on, the only way I can put it, is sensing energy patterns. And when mm -hmm. I do give these mini readings, I've been startled by how accurate they are and by how accurate they are when it's my object being held in the hand of a sensitive other person. There was one case in particular, it's too long a story to get into now, but let me just say that this person had never met me before. They held my keychain and they essentially spelled out a narrative of my life from about five years earlier during a pivotal time in my life, and they did it with incredible detail. And I thought, how do you get that off a keychain? Energy is everything. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. It's my favorite subject. And uh, energy doesn't lie, and so many people do. So there you go. <laughs> One of the things that Gary and I were talking about during the week and in, in preparing for the show is Gary said that your tool bag just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So you must have started somewhere and then added a lot of things to what it is that you were doing. What what came first? You're being a psychic. You're being a medium. What, what was it that, that started the ball rolling? Well, back in... Oh, I want to say like maybe, what, 1992 maybe? I got really sick, and I happened to meet some pretty great people that pointed me down the way of natural healing and organic food, and of course I didn't really embrace that till a little later. I was kind of like a lag behind of all my buddies, but uh, I saw the book called MAP, M-A-P, and I started reading that book, and it's a type of meditation where you clue in with the white brotherhood, which means inclusive of all. White means all colors, right? And so it's inclusive of all, and Master Jesus is one of the people. I can't remember everybody, but there's a whole bunch of people in the white brotherhood. They've been around forever. I started doing this little thing. So you would say five or six little statements while you, you would lie down in the bed and say it. You had to give, I, I can't remember, it's been so long ago, I think 40 minutes. So I would lie down in the bed, and I'd feel my body move, and I could feel these beings around me, and I thought, wow, there it, that's something. So that was the very first. And then I learned how to, um, I learned Reiki, and I became a Reiki master, and that's really what blew, you know, blew it open for me. I started to have um, psychic understanding. I started to understand energy more. I found out that I had a Reiki guide and started practicing, and it really all came from there. I'm really excited that, uh, next week I am taking a class because that's what I've been doing in the last few months. Is I've just been learning some new modalities, and I'm taking a class called Karuna and Holy Fire 3 Reiki just by chance. My friend is a master, and she does a lot of different modalities, but this is the William Rand School, which is called the International Center for Reiki. This is a back east place. It's been around for Gosh, I think 30 years. 
So that's kind of my new thing. I'm pretty excited about that because, uh, like I said, it's um, if you're truly the observer, you may feel a little spacey right now. When I clue in to help people and I use my skill, I'm not spacey at all. No problem. I can read a recipe. But other than that, I just really love to sit in my recliner right now. <laughs> a lot of people feeling that way. So I would have to say Reiki blew me open, and then I was lucky to meet people. So when I met you guys, I had just started at the showcase, the Lou J. Free Showcase. I had never done psychometry before that, really. And I put somebody's object in my hand, and I actually placed the envelope on my head, Johnny Carson style, and which does help. And suddenly I knew all this stuff, and I thought, well, son of a gun, it's just energy. I'm just going to go with it. And I would just stay, you know, stand up and say what the Holy One. And, and at that point, I was really reading with the Holy Ones. They would stand in front of me, be like St. Germain or Master Jesus or some angel that would come, that, you know, some beloved family member, and uh, they would give me the info. So that's how I would do it back then. And then most recently, I have gone uh, to higher self channeling. So that's what I'm playing with right now. And with, we say right now, that's this is my opportunity, Mary, to expand the conversation by going back to something that Benny was discussing with us at the start of the show. COVID-19 pandemic will never see its like again, despite the fact that some scientists are saying that it will be easier for pandemics with climate change to enter the human, uh, human uh, race and therefore human consciousness and the human condition generally. Be that as it may, what we have is what we have right now. And I'm finding it variously interpreted. Suzanne, for example, I'm going to use my mate here for a, an example. We went shopping the other day, had to pick up a few things, which ordinarily Suzanne is loath to do because around here, I don't know how it is in Puget Sound. I only see the news, so it's very incomplete. But I'm finding that here in Florida, we have way too many scofflaws, way too many people who do not have the requisite degree of social interest to protect their fellow citizens by putting on a mask. They are, they are demanding their rights, their freedoms as an American. And Suzanne, I think you have a thing or two to say about that. And the, the case in point happened when you were very uncomfortable going into a public supermarket which since has declared that there will be a, a mask or no shopping policy, which is going to be implemented very soon, but not the other day. Uh, no, and I, I, as you said, I, I did not want to go into the store because I have limited my shopping to once a month at Costco and once every two weeks at the grocery store. And for some reason, we just felt like we needed a few things, but I was so uncomfortable that uh, it was like my skin was crawling with people standing close together, not wearing masks, um, just not uh, not being mindful in any way, and our numbers skyrocketing, over 10,000 new cases every day for, you know, like the last week or 10 days. And, uh, and you were going to make a point about that, though, Gary, when you started the the conversation about, you know, my being uncomfortable there. Because you have to look out for yourself. That's the essence of it. Uh, Mary and Benny, when you go around, you know, let's say you're going to uh, buy groceries or you, you're going to the gas station, you name it, wherever you're going, 
we are now in an era, and it may turn out to be an era of long standing, who knows, where if you're not careful with yourself, it can be automatically assumed that you're not being careful in relation to the people who live around you. I don't believe anyone has, I'm just going, I'm getting on my soapbox here, so never I'll just step up here for a second. Nobody's personal freedoms should be allowed to compromise the health of another. That's not a right or a freedom. What about the word responsibility? So I would just like to make a couple of points about that. So I am definitely a student of human behavior. I just love to watch people. They are infinitely fascinating and always surprise me. And when this whole thing happened, I understood that there were lots of timelines on Earth. And I understood that we were each on our own timeline. Now, timelines, I believe, most humbly, coming from an energetic perspective, and just because I'm an Earth watcher, and I'll explain that a little bit more, uh, I believe that the timelines are converging into more of a one, okay? And so if you think heavy or light or fear or love or chaos or unity, you can actually put any subject on one side or the other. And just for our purposes at this moment, let's talk about the coronavirus, okay? So I'm on the love timeline always. I'm never on the fear timeline ever, ever, ever. So I was at a little store by my house, and I and they always put out samples. And this was probably back in, like, February, maybe. It was still a little cold. February, March, maybe. Okay, I was, I was there, and I was waiting to check out. And a young man and his kid walked up and said, where are the free samples? And the person behind the counter said, well, right now we're not doing free samples because what's going on? And this young man said, what's going on? So he is not on that timeline, okay? So at this moment on Earth, we are learning to speak up. And it is hard to watch, absolutely hard to watch, because people are in fear about this. Because, yes, the coronavirus has killed people. Sure, absolutely. And it's a fast-moving thing. Um, does it move in and move out? Yes, we know that people recover from it. But that's not really what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the energy of the virus. So the person that I listen to about the coronavirus is an energy worker that I, I revere. She's a local person, and she has been in the nursing field for years. She's an extremely intelligent energy worker that comes from the perspective of of health she talks about the virus as you know what it is what's this energy what could we do to combat it um and i'm just standing right now in this place of observation and being on the love timeline so does that mean i even look at other people when i go in the store I swear, you know what, I've never seen anybody yell at anybody. I don't notice whether they've got the mask on or not. I don't notice anything. And our governor, uh, Jam Master Jay and the Funky Bunch, that's what I call him. <laughs> so we love Jam Master Jay here. And so he has put down that now there's certain things to happen. I swear, you know, I don't watch TV, so I don't know what it is he's saying exactly until later. Somebody tells me what Jay has said. And then we do what he said, right? And on the door at the store, if you want to go in, that you're wearing the mask. I have no problem with that because I would never want somebody to feel uncomfortable with me. I would never want them. But I also found out during this last few months, I'm the most boring person I know. 
I stay home and sit in my chair, and that's kind of like how my life was prior to that. So do I know people that have passed? Not right close to me, but I've heard many, many people in like a little circle one out from me. You know how it is. It would be in acquaintances. Many people have lost their lives. So I'm not judging anybody. And if the sign-ups, like if one of my works says, don't be a mask hole, <laughs> wear your mask, I'm certainly not going to not do it. So did that, did that answer anything to you? Yes, and I, I'm a, I'm still a little curious about the energy <laughs> of the virus because mm-hmm. one of the things Gary has said is the virus is a living organism that wants to keep on living, and in order to keep on living, it needs to find new people to live with. Mm. As, as far as the energy of the virus, I, I, if the virus is not in and of itself malevolent, like, I want to go and kill all the people I can kill. The mm-hmm. virus is just trying to stay alive. But but how does that intersection of the energy and human beings, what 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 is is that about? Does that say more about human beings or more about the virus? Well, what is the emotion that you're picking up from people right now, Suzanne? Uh, well, a lot of fear mm-hmm. and uh, uh, some um, uh, stupidity, fear and stupidity, uh, people being afraid, people saying, oh, it's a big hoax and I don't need to wear a mask. So um, wait a second now, let's so stop So those are the fear. two primary things that I see. Okay. Okay, let's stop at fear, though, because that's the real emotion. That's the actual emotion here. Stupidity is just, you know, that's just that comes after that for some reason. And people, you know, in America here, we, we have a level of it, but um, we're not even going to go there. What I'm going to say here, and it's also just being, un, uh, we don't know who to trust. So rather than stupidity, I think it's, I, I'd, I'd like to back up on that because not everybody's dumb, I don't think. I've been, you know, people have told me I was dumb my whole life, but I'm really not. I'm just, a, I, I inquire, right? So let's talk about that word, inquire. Remember the National Enquirer? We still have that, right? Okay, I, so the I don't National. Know. <laughs> okay, I haven't so the National. Stand in weeks. What do I know? Okay, so the National Enquirer used to say some crazy stuff, and every once yeah. in a while they got it right. Well, now we have something called the internet, and it's kind of the same thing too. Yeah. But do I go to the internet to understand something that I really want to know about? No, I have to put my trust in an expert. So what I would say to everybody is find somebody near you, right in front of you, because it's very important just to do what's in front of you, not pay attention to what's all around you, because that's called borrowing trouble, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. So humans, I don't, I don't think we start out to be dumb about stuff. I really don't. I'm going to take that back, what I said earlier. We don't. We don't start out about that. But there is a giant level of fear where we're stirring ourselves up. That's called watching TV, getting on the devices, and going ahead and and saying these things, which are possibly not true, but just going ahead and saying them, right? So what I would ask everybody that's listening is, before you say something on social media, why don't we take a look and see if that's actually really true? Remember back in the day, way, way, way back, and I mean way back in the day, when it was a newspaper, by golly, you had to have your sources. And remember when you wrote a book, you had to have your sources, and it had to be listed. If you're going to make a statement that somebody else said, remember, back in the day, now yes. people are sitting in their recliner saying all kinds of stuff. And all it does is serve 
to stir everything up. And I cannot tell you, when this whole thing happened, I remember 50 people could congregate. That was the last time I was in a big public forum, was 50 people. Okay, I remember listening to the first time anybody said where the virus came from. And since then, I bet you if I lined it up, I, would, I could say that I heard 10 places it came from in 10 different ways. So we don't yes. really know about this. But at the core mm-hmm. of it, it enters us uh, and, and produces fear, right, if, if a person right. has it, because we have heard all these things. And so there is the possibility to place yourself out of fear. So I've heard people talking about the P in the time of the P, the V and the M all over the place. That is actually programming words, but I'm not going to program myself to say, I'm living in the time of the P. Because right now, you guys, I am living in the time of the ascension. I'm on the ascension path, and it's all about energy. And by golly, the moment right before I got in the air, I went in to hug my husband, do a little bit of grounding. And he said, you've done this a million times. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. You're just talking to your friends, right? And I said, yes, I am. I said, I'm a child of God. I'm an energy worker. We've got this. So take that away, please, everybody. Really. Wow. I just adore your attitude, Mary Beckman. I am so glad that you're the one who is talking with us today. And why don't we go ahead and take our break just a couple minutes early. Yes. And then we will launch into the second half of this interview. First half has gone incredibly fast. We'll pick it up again from a slightly different angle. Yes. And this will not fail to find favor in the house of Beckman because we're (laughs) going to talk about how I think Mary Beckman and her friends are essentially, and I mean this as a compliment, they are metaphysical activists. There you go. What do I mean by that? We'll find out on the other side of the break. Okay, so stay with us. Thank you for listening to Manson Mitchell on Alternative Talk 1150. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. You pledged your life to serve, to make our country stronger, safer, more free, more equal. You worked tirelessly, made sacrifices, missed first steps and birthdays, lost loved ones. At VA, we don't see the setbacks endured. We see lessons applied. 
and passion driving you upward and forward. We don't see all the masks you wear, but we hope you can set some aside. We embrace your uniqueness and won't trivialize your past, your fears, or your hardships. We can't promise to heal all wounds or wash away all trauma, but we do see hope, a path forward, a future. We see all veterans. We see you. An opportunity to help you achieve a new mission, whatever that may be. Learn how treatment works and recovery is possible. Visit maketheconnection.net. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Mary Beckman, who joins us with new and fascinating tools from her ever-expanding metaphysical tool bag. On Saturday, Robert Kopecki, survivor of three near-death experiences, reveals a unique perspective on the challenges presented by COVID-19 and political strife. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our special guest this hour, Mary Beckman of the PNW. And uh, Mary, if people would like to connect with you because you are so multifaceted, where are the ways they can do that? Uh, You can find me on Facebook for sure, Mary, M-A-R-I, Beckman, B-E-C-K-M-A-N. You can find me uh, on my website, marybeckman.com, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably the best. I'm hoping my husband hasn't come in and told me that's not my website address, so hopefully that's it. <laughs> you can also right. find me on, if you look on YouTube, you can find a whole bunch of my podcasting under Metaphysical Meltdown. And if you just type in marybeckman.com, you'll find my stuff. There's like 50 episodes now, my old radio stuff. And um, the podcast is something I'm passionate about. I'm taking a small little break right now. And then I'm going to start up again with some pretty cool guests. Very good. Very good. Thank you. M-A-R-I, Beckman, B-E-C-K-M-A-N, Mary Beckman. The word on the street Mary, is that something really weird happened <laughs> to you lately, and what might that be? Spill it, girlfriend. Okay. I, I saved this for you. I didn't talk about it, only just part of it on Facebook. I didn't put it out because I've been kind of, you know, lying fallow on the old Facebook, you know, while everybody gets used to using their throat chakra, if you know what I mean. So what happened was um, my husband and I started a little garden this year, like everybody else, and I went out to pick my very first patty pan squash, you know, the big yellow flat one. So I picked it, and I'm admiring it. I turn it over, and there is an absolute three-inch triangular hole in the bottom of it, just perfect. You can look inside, and something's going on in there. Like there weren't bugs or anything, but it's a pattern. So a triangular pattern. So I put it up on Facebook, and I said, what little being choose a triangular pattern? And I said, look inside, because you can see, like, these little forms in there. Well, my dear friend Melanie Long does these awesome adjusted photographs where she puts the photos through all kinds of apps and she's very intuitive about it and you can see beings in the hologram like you wouldn't believe everybody's trying to talk to us folks they're talking to us in the sky the beings are talking to us in the plants they're talking to us in the earth we're finding feathers and having synchronicities abound it's crazy so what melanie can show is the actual reality of the hologram So as soon as she saw my little innocent patty pan squash, she said, okay, there's something about that. 
So that night she sent me the, the little picture, and there is a being in there. And I said, who in the world is that? Well, we have a friend who we knew that could figure that out. So by next morning, we knew it was Ascended Master Katumi, which is not somebody who I know very much, but he is part of the White Brotherhood. So my lineage is White Brotherhood and Galactic Federation of Light, which is sort of a political body. I'm not political. It gives me gastritis. But I really love to watch politics, right? I like to watch the, you know, people, you know, try to get out of telling the truth. Anyway, so Ascended Master Katumi is all about the yellow ray, the golden flame. Well, that has been with me now for quite some time. So I went right in there. I welcomed the master. I said, thank you. I'm so happy you're here. He, he, and I looked him up. So he's about the I am and Master Jesus and Sananda, who's cosmic Jesus, taking on the suffering of the world. Come on. Okay, so sacred geometry. He used to be St. Francis, who's one of my guys of Assisi, right? So... I'm sitting there chatting with him today, and I haven't really been chatting with many guys because I've been doing this higher self thing, and I'm cluing myself in how to do that only, right? So there he is, and I recognize that this photo, a beloved photo of mine that I've had put away, is him. I've had this photo for probably five years. So I went, I found it instantly. There he is. There he is. He's in yellow with his beautiful face, and what is on his necklace and on his turban? the triangle. So why I'm telling you guys the story is this is how my guidance has worked for me my whole life. And my mom always said, do I have to paint you a picture? And my question or my answer was always, yeah, I don't get things in one fell swoop. You, you tease me and then I get it at the end and then I understand and then all the understanding is this beautiful synchronicity. So there you go, Master Guide Katumi all day. Isn't that awesome? That is a very interesting story. And when you were talking about sacred geometry, it reminded me of the um, photo, the uh, photograph that you sent me of of twelve triangles all intersecting in, mm-hmm. in on um, on your bio page. And I wanted to ask oh. you about that. Is 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 that sacred geometry? Does it have a name? Is there anything oh, you yeah. want to tell me about those triangles? Oh yeah, that's the highest. That's the Merkaba, Merkaba, which is ship of light. So that is around us at all times, and we just call that in, activate it if you want to. Uh, some people, it's already going. As soon as you think about it, it just starts up. It's around you. It's kind of like these days we know there's ever so many more chakras. We we've known for a lot of years that there's more than the seven that everybody talk about. We mostly talk about the twelve now. Oh my goodness! In the energy field, there's so much more. Because back in when it was like cold out, might have been, you know, January, December, something, I was sitting at my table and for the first time saw the in, in, incredible human energy system in its finest. And we are basically a Christmas tree. So that collection of triangles is actually the M-E-R-K-A-B-A. So everybody looked that up, Merkaba. And when you start to use that, life becomes completely different. Now, how, how do you, how do you use it? I looked at it and I thought it was so interesting that I actually hand wrote it. Mm-hmm. I, I I did it on a piece of paper because mm-hmm. I thought the intersection of those triangles was so interesting. So, mm-hmm. what do you what do you do when you activate it? Well, go ahead and sit with your hands and feet apart, okay? And close your eyes. The right. Holy Ones of, of Suzanne, I'm asking for her to come in, of everybody to come in for Suzanne, Holy Ones, and activate the Merkaba right now. So Holy Ones is the Merkaba activated on Miss Suzanne. So Holy Ones, 
I'm asking please to bring in the light. So go ahead and see that emerald light all around you and feel that movement. Can you feel the movement? Not sure. Okay, are you, but you're thinking right now quite a bit. Yes, you're I am. You're kind of in your brain mode. Okay, but right. I'm just going to activate it for you. So when you get off this call, go ahead uh-huh. and sit with it, and you're going to feel that movement. And then look it up online because it shows exactly how the upper part and the lower part is moving. And, but I've activated and, it for you right now. And you you chose that particularly to to that piece of sacred geometry. You You chose to represent... Um, um, the the light as far as the work that you're doing? Uh, I use that to represent part of my healing because if you have a healing with me, there's a possibility you're going to have levitation. And so that is true levitation. I just teach you how to jump in the ship and go for a ride. So that's what all that's right. all about. But I like to all right. white people with it because if you overthink it, then there's a problem. So overthinking is rampant. It's more, it's more on the earth and the sea is at this moment, you know? And so we're all, what we're doing is we're, you know, we're having a needed experience for the soul. So if your soul requires the sea, <laughs> see where I'm going with that? So we want to get on the peace path and learn how to use your own human body. Learn how to use what was given to you as your birthright. All right. Well, thank you for for that uh, that side journey into the Merkaba, M-E-R-K-A-B-A. That uh, those triangles are very interesting, and I know Gary wants uh, to ask a question, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna we'll we'll end that part. Mm-hmm. Mary, I wanted to compliment you for being a metaphysical activist. You and your compatriots there are doing a lot of good work in the world. You started a group fairly recently called Hands of Light, which is ironic or at least coincidental for Suzanne and myself because some very helpful metaphysical ladies here in Sarasota, Florida, operate a church group called Hands of Light where they are mm-hmm. responsible for creating a gracious environment of fellowship. And now that uh, churches are not meeting nearly as much as they used to because of the pandemic, they, they've been sidelined, but they'll be back in force soon. In your own case, I can't go to Facebook hardly without seeing a post for someone either saying, I need help, a relative of mine, a loved one needs help, please hands of light help me out, prayers up, everybody. And you are just the general in charge of that army of do-gooders. And I'm very impressed by all that you do because you're attracting people who trust you enough to share crises in their own lives. Well, it's actually not just me. The way that all came about is my dear friend, Ann Mukherjee from California, and I were chatting, and we were realizing that we were praying for people all the time. And people were calling us, and we had our grid set up and all kinds of stuff. And we together thought, how is this all going to go down? And those words, Hands of Light, it's also an awesome book. And when you go to look it up for us on Facebook, it's The Purple World, because this is a closed group of about 750. So you have to ask to get in. And then, of course, we let you in. And what it is, is we set up this non-denominational group of people who pray and do healing. So if the post says healing, that means that whoever asked for help had the permission. But otherwise, we're just going to send some good love. We're going to maybe pray if that's what we do. We're going to send light, however that goes down. And there has been absolute miracles. And Anne is just a volcano of love and light. She can do some crazy stuff. 
And we pray during certain times. Uh, sometimes we say at 7-Eleven, we'll pray, and people can feel that. And the, we can't talk about the miracles exactly, but we've had people that had a problem that after, say, 75 people prayed and worked on them that did not have that problem. So it's pretty crazy these, these days in this energy what can be done with a group of people focusing. That's the power of synergy. Yes. I love that. Yes. Where two or more are gathered. Yeah. And that can be in exactly. consciousness. You can do that sitting in your home during a pandemic. That's how powerful prayer is. Well, it is. And that's, I'm hoping, what people are doing. I'm hoping people are taking this time to do some learning. And I mean, remember in the beginning, everybody was clean in their house. And now you can't donate at Goodwill because it's so full. <laughs> but I know people were learning stuff and they were learning how to cook and people were, you know, doing all kinds of, hopefully, people have done some cool stuff with their time. Now, you know, on the other side of that, the other thing we're learning to do right now is rest, nap, you know, take care of ourselves. That's the other thing I'm hoping people are learning to do. Well, it's like you've been peeking in our windows there, Mary, because we've both taken on some um, big projects, and um, I've been doing some painting, and I don't, I don't mean like oil on canvas. I mean like trim and front door mm. and, and, you know, pa painting, you know, uh, around the, our home. Uh, and at the same time, Gary's been reading, done more private reading than as long as I've known him. He's just book after book after book. Mm. And I picked up the complete works of Shakespeare. It's 1,600 pages long. <laughs> she, and she's working her way through it. it it's a marvel. And so we're, we're kind of a combination of projects and downtime. Well, that's You know, it. being yeah. very active and then sometimes just being very quiet. What will people do with this time? If you go through a pandemic and we don't know when it's going, when will it be safe to go out? Generally speaking, we don't know. So while you are sheltering in place, what are you doing with that time? People are putting on some weight. I've packed on some pounds, not a huge amount, <laughs> but some. They're, uh -huh. well, you can get on the, the treadmill, you can do this, that, and the other. Yes, and I do some of that, but I'm still putting on the weight because it's easy to snack when you're sitting there watching TV anxiously as the statistics every day roll in and people have their comments. Uh -huh. Nevertheless, you know, it would be good to find a way to get those pounds off. I don't need them. Anybody who wants them can have them. I'll send it uh, postage paid there. But as far as reading goes, I have books on my shelf that I bought 20 years ago, figuring I'd get to it someday. Didn't want to be without it, particularly a book that was hard to find. And now I'm getting at this stuff. Someday is here. Someday is here. If I don't do it now, when? Well, I'm hoping that people are going to take this with them. Uh, and figure out what are the patterns that they have used to run their life and go ahead and step out of those patterns, right? And go outside. My goodness, the whole entire world is out there blooming and looking beautiful. Earth is ready to help you feel better and give you health. There's absolutely no reason to go outside, not to go outside. And we're just observing. We're looking at what Mother Nature, and has Mother Nature not been incredibly beautiful this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, have you have you noticed no, no that? Well, we're it. living in a real hot place down here where it's 90s with 90 percent humidity every day. Mm -hmm. Summertime in Florida is not that much fun. It's great mm -hmm. in the winter. It's the mm -hmm. best in, in, winter. in the summer. It's 24 seven air conditioning. But I have been getting out to swim a lot. You know, mm -hmm. my doctor Good. said he wanted to make sure I was getting plenty of of exercise. So 
I've been out swimming and I've made some friends with some birds. There mm-hmm. were some birds that they come and they watch me swim and they talk to me while I'm swimming. And I, and I talk back to them. I have a, I have a special whistle <laughs> when I, when I'm swimming and they show up so they, they know too. it's me. And uh, well, yeah, I'm sure. now covering the fence with birds. <laughs> I love that. And I think people have realized just that they don't need as much as they thought they did. You know, I've said for years that I need a cup and a spoon and I could hang out on the mountain, right? And I think more people have noticed that because especially if you've had parents that lived through the Great Depression or even uh, 2008, you know, that we've learned that really we don't need stuff after stuff. And I swear when I look in my cabinet, I have the same toilet paper I had when I started. You know, how did that happen? And I kept thinking to myself, it's going to be spring. I can use a leaf if I need to. I was so unconcerned about the toilet paper thing. And now the big thing is there's not going to be any paper money or not. Oh, I don't think so. So what I'm just saying to people is choose where you're going to put your focus and create the reality that you want and be creative with your time because now's the time to get out of your head, be creative. So when you're painting, Suzanne, I'm hoping you're thinking of painting. When you're swimming, I'm hoping you're thinking of swimming in birds and that you're not allowing the brain to rule because the, the other new thing I've learned to do is matrix energetics, and I got about halfway through, and, of course, I, I got what I needed. And so what I got from that is you entrain two parts together, and I just like to do the head and the heart, and we're becoming more heart-centered rather than head-centered. I mean, the old brain's going to be superfluous as we go forward. We're going to need it for a recipe, but other than that, we're going to think through our heart, I'm hoping. And that's going to help a lot. So run your fears through your heart, and pretty soon there's going to be a thin trickle rather than a big a big rush, in my humble opinion. That leads me to ask you, Mary, and you have access to spiritual resources that all of us do, but you work it. And so it's more immediately accessible to someone like yourself because you practice so actively. Are you receiving anything from whatever quarter that indicates whether or not the COVID-19 virus itself, we understand about pandemic, COVID-19, does it actually have anything that resembles a spiritual dimension or component, or as can be observed, is it a bug that has as its first priority to replicate itself because self-preservation is the first law of nature and it wants to live, it wants to grow, it wants to spread itself around and it's pretty damned efficient at doing so. With that being the case, is there any room for spirituality in the equation? Gosh, I really think so. And so what happened to me when I decided to go hire self-direct, it came uh, after many people had said, you really kind of need to, because many of your guides used to be people. And people have baggage, and they keep on going around the loop, you know, as I call around the rose bush. So some of these people had baggage, or they really, really, really need to go and do what they need to do. So my number one has always been Mr. Tesla. I was married to the man, not in the Tesla lifetime, but you can believe it or not. However, every person who reads me sees him, and he points to my wedding ring. He was my actual celestial husband in some lifetime. We had children. I saw our life. We went back. It's a past life for us. So he has always been with me. And he was, you know, my number one support for years and years. Now, the deal, even when I didn't know it was him. So the deal is, is I had to let everybody go. And that was really difficult. I'd say goodbye and I'd say, okay, everybody, I I do not wish to speak with you. I'm now releasing you. 
onto your next venture. I'm going higher self-direct. That was really difficult. But once I did that, I felt like I weighed nothing. I felt like it was sniffing, what's that stuff you get at the dentist? The nitrous. So for a couple weeks, I just felt weightless. And what it was is that removal of the seven truckloads of guidance that I used to talk to all the time. So I became extremely lonely. I didn't have anybody to talk to, I felt. And it was just a really weird time to go through. And I'm still kind of in that a little bit. Well, of course, you never lose those guys. They come back. They can talk to you. It's no big deal. That's not what, you know. I didn't know really what to expect about this. But, again, we write, we, we write our own reality. Does that mean I can't talk to Archangel Metatron? No, it doesn't. Does it mean I can't talk to Mr. Einstein? No. It doesn't mean I can't talk to the professor. Good grief. It just means that my understanding is going to go through my higher self because it's quicker and easier. So I ask higher self and Galactic Federation of Light, which, is, which turned out that many, many of my guides were part of. So I just see them. I just call them the family now, and there they are, and they weigh in once in a while. So I asked that question. I said, what is it? And they said, this lesson is going to continue until it is no longer needed. So that's what I got. So this morning, I should have asked this person the question before I got on the air, but I didn't. I was, wasn't able to reach this, this individual. But I wanted to see if the energy uh, was, was happening. So when I look at the virus itself, there's less energy now than there was. So I don't know what that means. I don't know. Because people are saying there's more cases of it. And, you, and I'm, not, I'm not a person to listen to about that. I'm only a person to listen to about energy. So what I'm saying is, is the energy looks different. So I'm going to come out and say the energy looks different. And, yes, it's a spiritual thing. Absolutely. Because if you ask what's different about you, let me ask you, Gary, what's different about you in the last four months? Are you a different man? I'm different to the extent that I am more focused on learning and I have shucked the ability, at least for the time being, hopefully permanently, but shucked the capacity I have to distract myself with interpersonal politics, the dynamics of groups with whom I may or may not get along. And I've gone within, in a phrase, I've gone within and it feels pretty good. That's precisely what Spirit's asking us right now, is to go within and find out who we are. Find out what is the loop that we continuously do. Because it is not too far in the timeline now. It's very, very close. So if anybody wants to take a look at how the ascension is unfolding, go to Facebook and find Jason Estes. He has a, a, a talk that came out yesterday, I believe. I forget what it's called. It's something about a lighthouse. I, I posted it this morning. He's talking about how it's going to happen, and he kind of speaks in his own language because he's, only, he's the only one that's doing that kind of looking. And if you notice, all us energy worker people, we kind of do have our own language because we are people, and we're looking at the same thing through our own understanding of it. So a long time ago, we thought the apocalypse was going to happen, right? That was the big word, the apocalypse. We know that's not going to happen, but we do know the ascension has been been ramping up for years and years something happened in 2012 something's happening in 2020 and things are really never going to be the same so i want to get on that train that freedom train of love and i want to go on to my next thing and so the next thing comes through looking at ourselves, going within having a nap for goodness sake when when your body tells you to lay down by golly lay down because that's when you're getting your uploads your your upgrades your downloads and your liver is detoxifying <laughs> seriously we're drinking water right now we're having a nap we're learning some stuff we're you know that's what we're doing right now we're not focusing on fear 
it sounds like a great prescription for better living. And it also reminds me that even with something as dreadful as this pandemic, you can find that silver lining. You can find some good that can be turned to a practical end. Well, the issue is, is when you tell a person that's very uh, in the timeline of fear, if you tell people to do that, it's almost as if they are extremely offended that during the time of this uh, death, if you will, okay, people are so offended and so triggered right now. So the key is to becoming aware of those triggers is we go right into it. What are you afraid of? What is it that you're afraid of exactly? Because if you don't, if you smooth it to the side, and if you're not looking at what's directly in front of you, oh my goodness, you're missing it. And so what my what the Holy Ones told me months and months ago is they said, you're going to start seeing patterns. And boy, have I been seeing the patterns. So watch the patterns of those around you. Watch the patterns of what you see in front of you. And directly uh, take a look at this sacred experience. Don't be afraid. Get right into that shadow and work through it. I like that. I'm I'm making notes, Mary. <laughs> work, work through the shadow. I like that. And in the last couple of minutes we have, I wanted to say two things. First of all, if those of you who tuned in a bit late or when the program was in progress, I'll put it that way, heard the term white brotherhood, just know that this is nothing political. It's certainly nothing ethnic at all. Oh, white no. brotherhood mm -hmm. is metaphysical, not political. There is no social agenda that might offend anyone unless you don't take the metaphysical view of life, and then that's just not for you. I just wanted to be clear on that because for obvious reasons, we needed to tell people that. Yes, absolutely. We're not playing you favorites with any ethnicities here. Not at all. You can call it purple peoplehood if you need to. It's just a group. <laughs> yep, it's just a group. And look at, and, and check them out too. They're awesome. <laughs> do you have any uh, webinars? Any kind of anything that you're putting together that people might be able to enjoy online? I would just say definitely if definitely if you want to take a look at metaphysical meltdown on YouTube. I had Galactic Week recently that was just incredibly fun. I've had a lot of awesome people from the metaphysical community from all over the world. And so take a look at that. Do I have stuff in the future? Absolutely. It's cooking right now. I'm deciding on what I want to do for classes and what I want to put online. Beautiful. Excellent. Mary Beckman, thank, thank you. you so much, my dear. It's always a pleasure. I can't wait to see you person to person again and to spend some time with your wonderful husband, Tom, as soon as circumstances will allow. But thank you for joining us today. Thank you guys so much. All right. Coming Stay out. tuned now for Christine Upchurch show, followed by the Susan Harmon experience and then American Road Trip Talk with host Gary Mance. An encore presentation about our trip, Suzanne, to Coral Castle, Florida, a magical mystery place if ever there was one. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great and safe weekend, everyone.